What's going on? It's your boy Tez Reacts back at it again with another episode of the We're Not Experts podcast. And I got a very special guest, my cousin. Uh, he want to go by Dante today. All right, but he is a phenomenal rap artist. He's on the rise. All right, he's got some good music out there. All right, but uh, let's go ahead and tell the people a little bit something about yourself. Tell them about your artist name and everything, man. Um, all right, man. I'm 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 Dante today. Um, when I'm when I'm in when I'm in the mode, I'm I'm Neve Beelzebub. Soon to drop the Beelzebub because I'm a I'm a different person. Um, Neve was a honestly it was a nickname that that a a, a friend gave me, an old friend gave me even back in like middle school, and. I just rocked with it, so I so I I ran with it. Then Beelzebub, I got it from a, um, I got it from my anime days. Um, there's an anime called Beelzebub, but if you if you also like religious, I believe it's I believe it's uh, Catholic. Um, there's a there's a um, what is it a demon lord or a devil a demon that works for the devil named Beelzebub. So I was going through like it was a dark time. I felt I saw myself as a as a dark entity, I guess. So I went with Neve Beelzebub. But um as I've as I come out of my rebirth, I'm dropping the Beelzebub because I know like that's that's not me anymore. I'm just it'll just be Neve from here on out. Yeah, definitely. So when it did come to the name uh, Beelzebub, were you worried about, you know, people, you know, kind of looking at you and saying that hey you you're making devil's music because of the Beelzebub at the end of it and did you think do you think that would maybe cost you some like a few fans because you know some people are like religious I'm religious myself but of course you family so I'm gonna check out your music regardless but were you worried about that at all yeah it kind of so at first it struck me as um at first it struck me as just like all right I'll have to I'll have it's something I'll have to bring up consistently like because people ask me first off a lot of people don't even know how to say it so people want to know the meaning of it anyway so like when, and when I tell them I've seen people give me this face like oh really that's it like all right so it kind of like it kind of struck me like all right maybe this is not the way to go but I also had people that knew nothing about me they only listened to the music and the music itself doesn't portray you know the devil any devil type stuff so they still rock with it like um so but it is it, it did come to me like um I, I watched a few things been seeing a couple of documentaries and like I, I learned like it's the smallest thing in the music industry could cost you your entire like, your entire career so like um and me from where I'm at right now I don't really have I have one, but it's not it's not where I want it to be. So I gotta I gotta make some changes to uh what is it not conform, but you know, to make it to make it to get it to where I want to be at. Exactly. You want to make sure that you're marketable and that people there we go. That's the word the music, I was for. Yeah, it, it actually reaches out to a general audience, right? Right, not just one general general public or whatever. Absolutely. So just tell us up. I know you said you ain't really been working, but just tell us what you are going to be working on shortly. Like, I know you said you got the Beelzebub tape coming up. I mean, what else you doing out there, man? Oh, man, that's, yeah. Um, So within the last, what, damn, it's April now? So yeah. what? I want to say I dropped the ride in 
I want to say what November. I don't know. It's been it's been a minute since I dropped the ride, but ever since that, I kind of I went back into my my writing phase. Like I got a lot of stuff tucked in the cuss, um, but I knew. I knew I had to make some changes in my personal life before I could do um, certain things with my music. So I told I chose to take this time off, but um, I wrote I write every day, um, even if it's even if it's just three little words. I gotta I put something down. I got I go to my notes. I put something down because it's all about consistency. As long as I'm you do a little bit each day. If I do a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, by the end of the week, I have a whole song. Um, like it's, um, I got so yeah, I'm working on the Beelzebub tape, and then I'm also in the in the works of getting some old music that I worked on. I'm, uh, I got to reach out to a few people, uh, getting some old music that I had that I also want to re-release or not re-release that I want to release. It's like stuff that's already ready to go. I just don't have access to it right at the moment. But um, yeah, like I got a, I got I got three or four tapes just that's really just sitting ready to go. So I I can either I've been contemplating just finding my own my own studio and stuff like that just to you know just get it out. But I also want to I want to solidify where I'm going. I don't want to just be going to any studio. I want to I want to know who I'm working with. I want to be consistent with who I'm working with. So to, so we can learn each other and then you know it come it go it grows from there. I mean I feel you. Yeah. So it's the same thing as in podcasting, right? I don't mm -hmm. like changing up the crew too much because it does mess up that cohesion. And when you got all the guys together, it's always a cohesive pod. Right. Um let me see. So in the future, do you want to try to sign to a major or you kind of want to stay on the indie side? Um that's so I've I kind of want to do uh who is it? Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. It's a Detroit artist, uh, Swaino. He um a lot of a lot of people a lot of people done not hip to it to the way he's doing it. But I've, I've been watching I've been watching him for a while since he was he was Von famous and everything. But um, I want to do it to where I don't want to have to sign to a major. I want to get a distribution deal. I don't want I don't want to be. I want to start my own thing, to where I still have the rights to my music and everything. I just need your help pushing it out like I don't I don't want you I don't I don't want it in advance I don't like I don't I don't want that because I've I've I watch I watch a lot a lot of a lot of these artists that's that's like at the top now they starting to do interviews and they starting to give away their sauce and stuff so it's a lot of stuff um because the major labels they'll help you it'll help it'll help with exposure overall that's really that's really all you need but if that's really all they do for you. But if you have an organic following, like you've built your fan base, you've been able to do stuff without a major, all you really need is a distribution label to where they'll throw your stuff to the to the front of the, let's say you drop on Fridays when all the big artists drop, they'll throw your music to the front to where on the uh, what's new, on that what's new tab on Apple Music, you'll be right there. So, and that's what no label, Will, I would that's like and it's just it's just that they just helping they just helping you do that and then they get some proceeds to that yes but you have to that's I got it you got to work out how you how all of this gonna work um it's just I've never really wanted to like just be 
I don't want nobody to own me or my name kind of sort of. That's really what I'm looking at. Like no. I want to be able to, at the end of the day, still be able to have full creative control of everything that I'm doing. No, I feel you and I can respect that. Uh, just the biggest thing with those majors, like you were saying, when it comes to releasing your music on iTunes, a lot of times it takes a lot of money in order to get your, like, because if you ever looked on iTunes, you know, where it says new music and then it has about 10 different uh, albums up there. Right. They pay a lot of money in order to get them there. And a lot of those relationships that they have, right, they use those and they use that to leverage and who gets put on there and all that other mm -hmm. stuff. So, yeah, the sad reality is you're probably going to have, like, you're going to get, you're always going to give up something, right? Yeah, they got to make their money. You gotta, it takes money to make money. You got to give to receive. I, I'm a, uh, that's what, so, like, at one, at one point, um, the guys, a couple of people that I was working with, we were more so on the, just, all right, we're going to wait for it to come to us. Like, no, we can't, can't do that. You got to, you got to go and get it. Like, sorry. No, you good. You good. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go and get it. You gotta be proactive. And especially in the, in the music industry, like, they want you to be all in their face. Like that's that's really what it is. If you can make a, if your name makes makes noise, you don't even have to be good, obviously. But if your name making noise, ringing bells, you can you bring if you, they can see that you will make money somehow, they'll they'll give you money. Absolutely, and I, I love that you said that. And I know it's good that you have that understanding. So once you get that following like that, all you got to do is start start where you at, right? So mm -hmm. get that Detroit following up, and then they'll see you. They'll yeah, take notice and then you can you can go in there with some leverage with like your big boy shoes on and be like, hey, this is what I want. All right. And they'll eventually get it to you. So I, I like where your brain's at, man. Yeah. I mean, uh well, it's I, I like it. Like I said, a lot of these, a lot of these uh top artists, they've been doing a lot of interviews. Um, what is it? One thing I that I actually learned more about, like more about the business side of the music than I thought I would, is um what is it? The Wu-Tang Saga on Hulu. Like it actually, that show actually taught me a, like it, it, you may not believe, you may not think so, but it actually teaches you and it shows you a lot, like a lot of ways to, to do it the independent way. Like, that's a, that's a great show first and foremost. Yeah, and like, it's actually good as fuck. Like I'm so, I can't wait for the next season. Yeah, I'm like I'm super excited to see because they didn't already on the show, and this is a spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't watched it, right? So on the show, they got to the point to where they finally released the Wu Tang album. Then everybody's starting to make their money, and then of course he's making all of the classic tapes. Right. And he has a flood in his house, and of God. course it's not like it's not like you got stuff in the cloud. Like literally, all his <laughs> tapes are like in this border in this flood, and he's trying to like scoop them up. Listen, man, when I tell you I watched that episode and so at one point with my team that I was working with, our laptop crashed, lost everything. So I felt his pain. So like I, after the end, like it, it showed him like trying to scoop him up. I sat there with my mouth wide open. Like I was just in, in shock for like five to 10 minutes afterwards because I was just like, because I, I literally felt the pain. I'm like, oh, my God, bro. I'm like, I can't. And I was so hurt because I had already started it before, but then I stopped watching it. So they had added season two and three. So I was able to binge watch it. And that was the end of season three. And I was so hurt. I was like, no, I need more. <laughs> yeah, it's a great show. Like, yeah, it was. 
when when they started to me the, the best part is when they were like showing the recording processes for uh for all of the the classics yes the Wu-Tang like, album. yeah for like cream uh protection neck like all of those yeah. like the way that they did all of that i'm like yo that shit looks like that's it's a I, um it's a different feeling like i've uh being in the in the studio when you working with a like especially with a group like that um Cause like we've had it where we've been in the studio five, six people deep and every everybody recording, even if not the same song, everybody doing something. And it's that energy when everybody's creating, like I've, it was like, honestly watching that show, it made me like, it made me smile for real. Cause it was like, just seeing that, like it, it made me feel like at home watching it. Like I was there for it. And it honestly, it made me feel Riz's pain because if you ever, uh, if you ever been in a situation where you were trying to get a bunch of guys to work together on one accord, and the fact that he made them sign contracts, it yeah. totally made sense to me. Yeah, like at the yeah, like when I first started watching it, and like when he brought it up, I'm like contracts, and when he said the contracts, I'm like, I already know that's gonna be hard. And then when he when he explained it, I'm like. I could see myself if if I was one of them. I could see myself signing that contract too, like five five years. I could I could do that, but like, it would be tough. But I could I think I could do it. And it also helped that RZA had already had a record deal, so he saw how he got screwed. Because yeah, I don't know if you remember that part of the show, but mm-hmm. he was uh, what was it Prince Rakim? Yeah, he, he made that that weak ass single that didn't really yeah that didn't really do that much, and he was pretty pissed off about it. Uh, well, uh, yeah, and then who else was it? And then the other guy, who was what? Who was he? Yeah, the genius. Yeah, the genius. Like, and he was he also went through the same kind of sort of the same thing. But his, I think he said his when his went on a little longer, but he went through like the same thing. I mean, yeah, and that's what happens when the the. the record like the actual label don't let the artist be the artist you know and, one thing yeah go one ahead thing that did, one thing that did kind of catch me and i was i was confused about it at first but then the more i looked into it it made sense was what he did for uh for odb oh you're talking about the record deal and making sure yeah. he owned his masters yeah and then when I like once I looked back into once I looked into it, I'm like, no, nah, yeah, he made the right he made the right choice for for him, because he would have, in the long run, he'd make more money that way. Absolutely, it just kind of sucked that he didn't see it that way at the time because yeah, you so everybody want to take that quick buck, they want to reach out and they want to take that quick dollar real quick, and they just want to they want to sign their life away, but right. you don't realize that if the music is good and if it ages the right way. You're gonna make you money pay forever. Yes, like, your p your kids everything can get paid forever. Like um, who is it? Um, something that's something that we've been seeing a lot more recently. Like a lot of these these rappers that passed recently, like uh, King Von Mo Three. Um, they all own they all own they own uh masters and stuff. So like they can they kids and they family and everybody else can eat forever, not off of them. Not off like, oh, we had to continue putting out this these posthumous albums, even though like even though it's like just because like this is this is how we eat. So you know where that way of thinking came from, right? 
it came from the fact that those people, like the people before them were actually getting screwed over and they had, they saw it and they were like, okay, I'm not signing no deal like they signed because I mean, what sucks is that there's like an old, like there's like an old white person that owns all this music. And it's usually like, like somebody's granddaughter is literally eating off of Marvin Gaye's music to this mm -hmm. day, bro. Like, it's just, it's crazy to think about. And like his family is not getting all the money that they should be getting. So yeah, like kudos to yeah, you, man. Like, you gotta do it the right way. And that's that's part of another reason why I don't want to sign to it. Like, and if I were to sign to a major, I have to, I wanna, I wanna own my own rights. Like I wanna own the rights to my music. I need, I want my name. And then like, it's just checks and balances type thing. Like I want, I don't, anything that you see that I want to be able to, what is it for? I want full creative control, like throughout it, throughout everything. That's just, that's just, there's no way around it. I've, I've, I've said that, like, I won't, if it, if it, if I'm, if I never run into it, like somebody that's speaking for me to have full creative control, I will continue to do everything myself. Like, cause, cause like it's, there's, there's only so far that you can go working with somebody like, um, Like Kanye and Kanye and Jay Z, they could only work for so long because Jay Z owned the rights to Kanye, basically. Yeah, and Kanye needed to be Kanye. Like at yeah. some point, the artist outgrows that partnership. Exactly. So like that's that's just and at, I don't want that. I don't want to start my my uh my career with that partnership and try to work out of it. I'd rather start my my career with my own with my own thing find a partner and still be able to branch off from there like nah bro that's that's commendable but speaking like since we're still on the topic about record industry stuff so the artist smoke perk who came up alongside uh like well he was one of them soundcloud rappers so he came up like, with uh Uzi, yeah Uzi, Uzi, uh, uzi's still around uzi's not going nowhere playboy cardi like and playboy he, cardi he came up nowhere. with them like in that same era, but yeah, uh, Lil Pump was his like was his man's. Like mm -hmm. him and Lil Pump were from the same place. But what they messed up with is well, remember when uh, J Cole made that song? Uh, what's the name of the song? 1985. 1985. I, I arrived. Yep. That song. So yeah, when J Cole made that song and he was talking about you know Lil Pump and all of them, like, he totally predicted what was gonna happen to them in the long run. And back then they were talking all that trash, you know, like fuck the OGs. They were saying all this crazy stuff, like, yeah, we don't need the, the old school because this new school shit gonna live forever. And sure mm -hmm. enough, they all on yeah. their fucking backs right now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, go ahead. That's, yeah, that's, um, it's just, um, that's one, that was one of those things, like, I think what Smoke Perp and Lil Pump, they were what, 16, 17? Yeah, probably. At that so. time, at that time, they were still because I because even at even when we were 16, 17, we somebody older than us telling us something. Half the time we all right, bro, whatever, whatever. I'm doing what I'm doing. So, and that's probably that's really how they looked at it. And due to the fact that it was J. Cole saying it to him and them being on the spectrum that they were like you know uh celebrities and whatnot 
it, it was just glorified. Like I, I feel like they do the same. They did the same thing we did as kids, but instead of learning from their mistakes, they continue to do it. It's, all, it's honestly they took they try to take the our future route, but they don't have our they didn't have our future talent. Yeah, that's what it was because now for anybody that's not that don't know what's going on, so Smoke Purpose doing uh, he's doing a tour, and literally there's only 15 people showing up to the shows. There's a bunch of recordings, and they they're recording these empty shows that Smoke Perp is like hosting, but he's online. He's like you know that's cap. He's literally trying to give away free tickets to get more people in the crowd and it's not happening. But the, one of the reasons he's in real hot water right now is like his last show, the opener came on, they did their thing. He had 15 people there during the show. So then he comes out late and he doesn't even perform his own songs. He like uh, he played, I want to say, he played a bunch of uh like the people like the rappers that passed songs. So he played like Juice World mm -hmm. uh, and a couple of other artists that passed instead of his own music. And then he walked off the stage. And the people, the 15 people that were there were pissed. So my question to you is, do you think that he should have got out there and still gave them a great show? Or do you think that he he has a, a good point, a good reason to be upset? Um, all right, realistically, so. From a, honestly, no, yeah, I can't even say like from an artist standpoint and from a fan, as from a person, me being a person, if these people paid to come see you, bro, at the end of the day, I don't care how many people it was, you still should go out there and perform like, like it's your last performance. Like, cause think about it. Maybe that's why people not coming. You got, you, you do, you doing a shitty show you, that's a bad review. They're going to tell their friends, like, yo, that perp, that smoke perp shit was, was whack. You feel me? Like, you got to... So, like, yeah, like, no, nah, yeah, that, that's on him. Like, you got to you gotta bite, you got to swallow your pride and still give these people a good show because regardless of, like, who are there, like I said, they still, the ones that, did, that are there, they paid to come see you. They wanted to, they came to come see a smoke perp show. So you should have gave them that. I mean, and that, that was my whole, like I say, you said it, you hit a nail on the head. I completely agree with that narrative because, I mean, it's it may not seem like it, but that's going to affect your money in the long run anyway. All these people saying, you know, this show was absolutely trash, yeah. you know. Yeah, like you got to put on the best show for these people. I get that you upset. I get that, that it makes you a little bit sad, but put on your fucking big boy shoes and get out there and just fucking do what you got to do. Yeah, like that's, it's part of life, like shit. You got people like Russell Westbrook, people calling him Westbrick, making fun of his last name, like his 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 family name. You feel me? Like, uh, but he still go out every game and play to the best of his ability. You like you can't just you can't just just not want to do it because you because you upset. That's that's literally like some that's what uh that's some Ben Simmons type shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I only brought him up because they were, we were just talking about his ass yesterday. Like <laughs> that ungrateful mother that, that dude's ungrateful. Man. See, and everybody was talking about Kyrie. No, bro, we should have been talking about Ben Simmons. <laughs> Yeah, because I not I can I can respect Kyrie not wanting to get the shot 
I mean, but he played whenever he could. You feel me? Ben Simmons just said no. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not even going to get on the court. I'm not even going to put the uniform on. I'm going to sit over they, here. They said he came to practice with his phone in his pocket. It's terrible, man. Like, and, and there's people like that would kill for your position and your money, and you're literally just letting it go to waste. You supposed to. This is what you supposed to like. You grew up dreaming to play this play this game. I mean, yeah, and that's your whole dream. Like, I'm pretty sure, like his parents, they they raised him up to play basketball. I'm pretty sure they drilled him his entire life because you don't get to that level without that type of uh that type of discipline right some type of <laughs> some type of backing like and, um yeah because there's no unless you ai yeah he he, he different though <laughs> ai is a once in a lifetime player maybe <laughs> that's true maybe it's a seven maybe it's a maybe it's a sixers thing it's a <laughs> practice <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, that, that's crazy. Well, no, I think he did that when he was on the Pistons. Nah, it wasn't on the Pistons. I'm pretty sure he was still on the Sixers, but yeah, yeah that was a wild time. No, nah, but yeah, like, but yeah, at the end of the day, he should have went out there and gave him the performance of his life, especially with 15 people there. Realistically, like, you should have gave an even better show. You should have really, you should have showed your ass just because, oh, watch this. Ain't nobody want to show up. These fifteen people, we about to we about to party. Like you feel me? Like only thing he wouldn't have been able to do is crowd surf. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else, he would have been good. Smoke perp ain't that big. Say no. Because you know they like the crowd surfing all that other yeah, stuff. I mean, like you gotta let that pride go. That's all. Yeah, that's yeah. That was yeah. He was he was being. Yeah, that was a, that was a pride thing. He got to, we got to do better. We just got to do better. No, I agree um, with you. Because like at some point he was a fan. What if that happened when you was a fan? You gotta you gotta look at it from the opposite side. I do you get like you gotta do that with everything. Like if this if this was happening to me, how would I feel? Like, now, do you do that in arguments with your girl though? I do. And then I'd be like, and I apologize. And then other times I'd be like, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I do that a lot. I always, I can always see her side of it, but then I always be like, nah, I think you just got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, but like sometimes, but some, but I also know when I'd be like, all right, yeah, maybe I was tripping. But then I'd be like. Nah, bro, it was valid. It was valid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we were talking about it a little bit earlier. So we're gonna touch on the whole thing with Perkyo or Lil Dirk's uh his oh, double. His doppelganger. Oh yeah. Hey, it's got bro the jacket. You know what I'm saying? It's the whole jacket. Good, just leave the jacket on. Come on, man. Yeah, jacket? Yeah, so, um, yeah, what actually happened 
what actually went down. So basically, um, that YouTuber, what what their name? What their name is? Nilk Nilk Nick Nilk. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know their name. Nilk what? Nilk Boys. Yeah, actually, Nilk Boys. You feel me? They hit me up on IG. They sent me. They said, "Do I want to collab with anything?" And everything. I was like, "All right, yeah, bet. I'm gonna collab with them." So I start, you know, we chopping it up and everything. They said, all right. So they sent me the ID. They said, we're going to collab. I, and then my manager had talked to them. My manager had said, um, you know, what what y'all got in mind? Like, what y'all going to do? You feel me? And then, you know, they said, um, they wanted just, they just wanted me in a video. You feel me? Like, just Dirk and them, you know, just like, because I had seen Dirk. I did an interview with them boys. Um, and then they asking me, I was like, all right, it's cool. I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna just do it. So, you know, I pulled up and then they started asking me some question. They said, you know, um, we about to film the video upstairs and everything. I'm like, all right, cool, cool and everything. And then they talking about some six nine at the, at the um, beginning. I thought they was trolling. I was like, I was like, all right, cool. You feel me? I was like, um, six nine and everything, but I didn't know six nine was there at all. And then so they said, let's go upstairs, you know, we, we about to shoot the video. Me and, and um, Steve, what was his name? So I'm going to stop because then the video, it'll go for a long time. But so the biggest thing is he's saying that the YouTuber Steve Will Do It was the one that set him up. But Steve Will Do It is saying it wasn't actually him. He didn't receive a message from him, but somebody apparently did set that whole situation up. So just uh in regards to you know him being being Lil Dirk's doppelganger you gotta know first off that Dirk got people gunning for him at all times mm -hmm. and yeah that's that's a street dude and if you're not about that life I highly recommend you stop acting like Lil Dirk first and foremost um uh, yeah go ahead I like to before we before we go any further to touch on that part. Like uh what I do like, I do like that like Dirk acknowledged him. So like people know, like, all right, bro, if I do happen to see little Dirk, I gotta I gotta think twice. You gotta you gotta think about it. Like you're not about to just see little Dirk walking around the mall by itself or with some with two random other people, just you know, in just two people, you feel me? Yeah. Like uh be so like Dirk has given him a a name, a face, basically. Like you can see the differences. Like it's the height, it's a height, it's a height difference, a weight difference, kind of sort of like. So you can you can make a difference, you can make out the difference. I feel like Dirk did that for for his safety. Like, all right, y'all, like there's a there's a fake me out there. Don't go killing him. Yeah. And yeah, that prep like. I'm glad that you said that because I didn't even think about it like that. I did know that he acknowledged them and they, yeah, they he like, like put him in it up a, and everything. He put him in a video, like one of his off his album. He's the he plays him in the video, like instead of Dirk being in the video, it's Perkyo in the video. Oh, that's actually pretty dope. Yeah. So I didn't know that side of it, but yeah, like as you can tell, that's a kid and he's a civilian like yeah, yeah. on the street shit I, I think what six nine did was like you get stop popping up with most shit but I'll go ahead like you could tell yeah like it was he was uncomfortable in that situation 
like and I uh what about to say and I heard like uh other parts of it like they offered her money and sh- uh stuff like that but um either way like you can tell in his like his demeanor in the video like uh he was uncomfortable like whoever he was with they set that up he probably like he probably didn't know six nine was gonna be there but his team did like something like that because you can tell like he he felt uncomfortable well i know he said his manager didn't know and like if you listen to the whole video his story actually to me sounds legit like he had just earned, he got this relationship with Lil Durk and he's trying not to ruin it by, you know, taking these fake pictures. Mm-hmm. But 6 9 probably would have tried to do some whole shit, like, yeah. you know, be stomping them out in the video or something like that. And that's because that's the type of dude that he is. Man, yeah, I just, I think he just need to leave that dude alone. But yeah, he like also that. needs to, he needs to know the risk of running around looking like Lil Durk. Because you did, you did that intentionally. Like, you you did the dreads like him. yeah the hair like you you got to like like so my advice for him is just be careful out there because you you might catch you might catch something that you ain't want to catch mm-hmm. and oh. it's just funny that uh four two doug you know he chimed in and we're just talking shit about six nine <laughs> man oh honestly yeah i saw that and that that's uh I saw that he offered, he was like, I'll fight him for like what 500 k something like that. <laughs> like he should. Somebody, somebody put the money up. I would want to see that. I want to see that fight. Yeah, first of all, I know 6ix9ine can't fight at all. Bro, like I just and if he can, it, it'll surprise me. Yeah. I mean, according to him, he was in jail, scrapping with people, all this other stuff. And but you can't yeah. believe nothing he say. Honestly, people just need to stop giving that dude attention, bro. That's what I look. That's what I be telling people. Like, uh, we give him like. Let me not say we. They give him like the power he has, the clout he has, just by constantly resharing his shit. But like, or just watching it because he's a. But then he know what he's doing because controversy controversy attracts attention. Absolutely. I mean, we can see that in the media all day long. You look, in, you look on the news. Like, if you pull up your phone right now, you look in the news, all of the topics, it doesn't even matter if it's good or bad. They're always worded in a bad way to get you concerned about something. Yeah. So that way you go ahead and you click it and you figure out, you're trying to figure out how to fix the issue. Like, it's bad. Yeah, like they... That's they've they've caught on to like what people really what people really care about. It's the like that's why you think like there's been a hundred a hundred seasons of uh love and hip hop. Like people love people love people are attracted to toxicity and drama. Uh, it's with um so like and he he that's that's just what he do. He creates it. He uh, and then. Well, he, I, I, I strongly feel like he's gonna be on Love and Hip Hop soon. Him or Lil Pump? It's like no. <laughs> Lil Pump might actually like it would be good for his career to go on Love and Hip Hop because Love and Hip Hop has actually fixed people's careers and actually put Cardi B on the map. Um, Remy Ma, it helped get her some traction. Like, it actually helps a lot of artists. 
And that's what I meant to ask you earlier. I was going to ask you, you know, how do you think that Smoke Perp can fix the situation that Love and Hip Hop might be in that avenue? Uh, honestly, man, like... A Drake feature. Yeah, Drake feature <laughs> save anybody. Yeah. <laughs> that might do it. But... Uh, Hey, no, in this day and age, man, uh, where he from, Florida? I believe so, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. You got to find the hottest artist in Florida. You can call Kodak. Yeah, man, this Kodak, Kodak might help him. Kodak, yeah, and Kodak actually has a lot of clout, and yeah. he's like one of the best rappers, well, one of the best rappers from around there. So yeah, those are ways that he could definitely save his career. Yeah, he'd have to he'd have to start working with, with the right people. I wouldn't say more people, the right people. Because hey, like, give me, give me one second. Say we were talking about Smoke Perp saving his career. So yeah, we have to call Kodak. Yeah, uh, might have to call up Kodak. Honestly, man, like that's. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You can he got he gotta just work with the right people. Like at this point, if he has like a, a little cash reserve or something, it's trying it's time to like dip into that, get some of these hot stars, like get a dirt feature, a Drake feature, a little baby feature. Yeah, because any of them artists will send you straight to the top of the chart. You feel me? Like, if not to the top, close to it, somebody to where you'll to where you'll get enough attention again. like And I think you need to apologize to J. Cole. Uh, wait, who, Smoke Perp? Well, Smoke Perp, just because he's in the same vicinity as Lil Pump, I think he still need, he need to Lil apologize. Pump and, uh, Lil Pump and J. Cole sat down. Like, they sat down and had a... They did, but I, immediately after that, he was still kind of, like, talking shit. <laughs> And yeah, so maybe no, nah, maybe it's just karma. I think that's, maybe what that's it is. just maybe that's just how the universe works. Like, unfortunately, like I, I hate to say it, like you know, some people get their fifteen minutes. Maybe you on minute fourteen right now, bro. Like, <laughs> and the crazy thing is, they ain't getting no regular jobs. All of them got tattoos all on. You feel me? You got tattoos all over your face. You gotta go start. They don't know how to do nothing. You can tell. Are they gonna do cut some grass? They don't even look like they could do that. <laughs> yeah. Damn, man. They go, they figure it out. They're gonna start acting. You know, most rappers, most rappers, when they money run out, they start they start acting. And um, shit, Tyler Perry got a studio. They will find work. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> send them down there to the Tyler Perry studio. Bro. No, no offense to Tyler Perry because like that new Medea uh, that's on Netflix or whatever that it was actually kind of funny, man. I can't lie, me and my girl watched it. I ain't gonna lie to you, I hated it. I look, couldn't bro, get it. Look, it's the first, it's the first Medea I watched in years, bro. Because I just can't. Once again, no offense, but I just can't <laughs> get. I just can't get with a get with Medea. Like it's nothing, nothing with the like. I just can't get with this. It's just not funny to me for real. But that one was kind of funny. And I think it was 
it was Mr. Brown really like it's not it's not Medea's not funny. It's the other people in the in the movie. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I've never thought Medea was like funny. Yeah, I never thought that character was funny. But nah. what does crack me up is uh, Tyler Perry recently did an interview and he said sometimes when he uh when he get ready to have sex, he pretend to be uh Medea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, stop. He said it in an interview. I think he was joking, but he definitely said that. (laughs) Yo, no, (laughs) all right. (laughs) But I don't even want to think about him. I was about to say, can can you imagine that? Can you imagine? (laughs) Hello, like, wait, what? (laughs) Can you? Hello? Right, like <laughs> in the middle of you taking your clothes off. Let's get to this. Have I heard? Like what? Like no, bro. I couldn't. What's funny is I I don't know why, but I when I think about Medea, I think about Wendy Williams. I am I don't not know a fan. Why either. Not a fan. <laughs> when Wendy like Wendy Williams is a mess, but um... yeah, like just. I just can't get with her. No, nah, I got you. Blacker ball flat. Can't kick it. <laughs> I, I can't. Hey, so let's go ahead. Let's get into the anime stuff. I don't even know how to segue yeah. into it. All right. But did you, uh, so the top five list, did you make a list? All right. I got, all right. So Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Yes, wait, I got wait. a, I got a top five for you. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to start from your five. Then I'm going to do my five and then. I got some honorable mentions too, but I do have my top five. I'll do my honorable mentions at the end. All right. What you got for uh, five? So my five at, at number five. I gotta do them in order. Yeah, just start from five. If you want to mix them up a little bit, that's fine too. But All I just right. want to do a back and forth type thing. Okay, so my number five would probably be. Um. All right. So the you uh, what is it? Is Juni Tyson? That's what it, it's um. So how can I explain it? It's a um. It's a battle royale of the twelve um. The twelve Chinese uh, what do you call them? Zodiacs. Um, the winner wins. The winner gets a Juni Tyson to uh, it's the trophy or whatever. At the beginning of at the beginning of the uh, the battle, everybody they all get a um, get a diamond, a big giant diamond. They got to eat it. To win, you have to retrieve all ele- all the all of the diamonds, basically. What's going on? It's your boy Tez Reacts. So at the moment we have Dante giving away the anime. All right, so I wanted to make sure that you all check out Juni Tyson. I'm pretty sure it's pretty great, but I just didn't want him to spoil it for everybody. I mean, him already kind of talked about it, so he already knows what's going on. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and I'm out. Peace. So do me a favor next time, don't ruin it. But no, tell the people, tell the people why they should watch it, even though you just oh, kind of like ruined it. It's all good. No, it's all good. Just uh, tell the people why they should watch it. 
and just uh just some of the uh, good parts about the show. All right, my fault. <laughs> I'm new to this. You good? You good? Um, you good? No, but um, so strictly watch. I I watched it because it was um it was something different for me when it came to anime. Like I I was more so a um, a um a deep thinker. Like I wanted a a deeper uh wanted more like thriller rather than like action you feel me like I wanted to I wanted to make me think and it was it did kind of the both it kind of it did both of those things at the same time um and then it was and it was short like it was something it was something I could finish really fast because like it was I'm I don't really sit down. I don't really sit down and watch TV often. Like, so it was something I could, at that time I had the time and I was like, yo, why not? And I, it was, it was nice. It was a good watch. Oh, that's what's up. So my number five, all right. And for the most part, mine are just bigger anime, like a more just mainstream, just because mm -hmm. that's what I have the time to watch. And for the most part, they don't disappoint. But my number five is Black Clover. All right, so first mm -hmm. off, Asta to me is uh, one of the best shonen main characters. All right, what I didn't like about Black Clover at first and they ended up fixing it at the end was they tried to be too much. They couldn't find their own thing. Cause at right. first they wanted to be, they wanted to be Naruto. They still kind of want to be Naruto a little bit. And okay, they I'm got that, that whole thing going for it. But the fight scenes are amazing. Um, if you're looking for an anime, like a good action anime, where there's some triumphant moments, Black Clover's definitely it. And yeah, that was my number five. What was your number four? Uh, number four. Oh, let me see. Let's look at the list. Uh, four, I got Sword Art Online. Um, say, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Good. Um, it was a, this is back, I watched it back in my prom anime years. Like I was still in high school learning about anime people telling me stuff so I had I was sitting this is back when I sat down and watched tv like I binge it like after school or something stupid like that but um it, it really it, it was the video game aspect it was the 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 VR aspect I guess you would say like um that first season I ain't gonna lie to you Sword Art Online's first season was tough Cause they were yeah. stuck in there, like that first. That's and that's really what like I didn't care for the rest of it afterwards, but I still watched it because I liked the anime. But like that first season was like, it was that shit was just wild. It was just for for me. I need I, I watched that because it was it was in it, it was something that I could see myself doing like. I'd put on the headset, hop in a video game, doing something like that. Like that, I, I watched that all the way up until Gun Gale. Like the Gun Gale online part happened. Then after that, I kind of stopped watching because then I heard they were doing fairies again, and I was like, I'm good on the fairies. Yeah, like it was, it was, it was a lot of repeat, and that's really what it was. Yeah, like after after Gun Gale, like they they repeated a lot. I want to say that's when I. I started, I fell off, like, I want to say this, not Gun Gale, like, the season after that. Like, I want to say I dwindled down because, like I said, it was repeating with the fairy shit. 
Yeah, and that's why I didn't pick it back up after that. Uh, my number four, all right, and I know a lot of people probably don't don't hold this anime in high regards, in high in as high regards as it should be. One Punch Man, anime is hilarious, and okay. you know, that's one of the few anime out there where you have an overpowered protagonist, but it's not even about him. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on that he just kind of just so happened to walk into a lot. And I think that's what I appreciate about the show is that, you know, even though he's overpowered, nobody knows who the hell he is. He's unknown. He's trying to get his name out there, but not really trying to get his name out there because he is the the most powerful person out there. And Saitama's hilarious. He has a lot of hilarious moments on the show, like laugh out loud moments that I can appreciate. But that's my number four. My number three, um, Soul Eater. I didn't finish Soul Eater, but yeah, go ahead. Tell, uh, tell us why it's your favorite. Um, Soul Eater is actually, uh, it's a very like, all right, the fight scenes in there are actually like real cool. Um, I ain't even gonna say like they, It's um uh, so how can how else can I put it? It's um the characters. So like they backstories, it pulled me in with be- shit, the soul part. So like the part that they was like eating souls, it caught me because like I forgot who it was. It was one of my friends. I was just watching, I was I was at their house, they were watching it. I'm on my phone or whatever, and then I just look up. And I'm like, first, this is this is one of the animes that I first started watching. Like, this is what made me start. I'm like, bro, why are you watching cartoons? Like, that's that's look. And I fit and I felt terrible afterwards because like I looked up, I just saw a nigga eating, I just saw somebody eating uh eating something. I'm like, yo, this is weird. And um, so I started watching it and then they started talking more, and like it's it's it, it get real deep. Um, one of the characters, uh, who is it, Black Star. I, uh, at that at that time in my life, I kind of like I related to him, like the way he acted, how he felt, and stuff. So like it was um, that's really he's really what pulled me in him and his weapon, in the way that like it's instead of like your weapon being you know just something that you could use, it was you had to you had to sort of like bond with it. Like you had to become one with your weapon for you to use it to the best of its ability. And it was, and that, I kind of like put that into like the aspects of my life. Like um, not even with like weapons, just like, just anything. Like if I wanted to, if I want to be the best at whatever I'm doing, I got to become one with it. Like I got to, I got to, got to learn how to do it. Like if I, if I want a relationship to work, we got to, you know, we got to, become one it was it just it taught me a lot without teaching without me actually knowing until i got until i got older and like uh just started realizing stuff that's dope and yeah that's a lot of anime in particular has taught me a lot of life lessons yeah Uh, so my number three is actually one it's not finished yet it's on a permanent hiatus but it is to me one of the greatest anime of all time and that's hunter 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 is to me that's like one of the ones if it was finished i think it would probably it would probably be my number two because my number oh. one oh, go ahead 
That's that's actually my number two. That's your number two. <laughs> yeah, that's my number two. <laughs> so, uh, the and I'm gonna still let you tell why you love it. So I love Hunter Hunter because it just shows how this kid goes from being a kid to, you know, just coming into his own and how he's one of the few protagonists that's a wild card because he's not necessarily he's not inherently good, but he's not inherently bad either. He's right. just he's him. And everything he does is kind of for his own goals, even though he is good to his people. Yeah, it's like he's literally like a, a kid growing up. Like you you watch you watching him like still just make see how life turns out instead of just like, all right, I know where I'm going as like one of those people. Like it, it seemed like he just it's like, like he everything he does is trial and error. And a, uh, another crazy thing about that anime is that I didn't think it was a fighting anime until they actually started fighting. And I was like, oh, when the, <laughs> like, you know, when the hunter arc starts and uh -huh. it's, it's just them doing the hunter stuff and, you know, God can't really fight at that time. But then you really start to see that, no, nah, like they they fight. They fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> my bad. Uh -huh. I know I took your number two, but you can still go ahead and explain. Well, you can either skip over it or you can just kind of throw your piece on there. But what, like uh, you said, that was your number two? Yeah, that was my number two. Okay. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, like honestly, that was another one that really just, it taught, it taught me a lot. Like it, there's more to just, there's more to just, just, you know, one way of dealing with things. Like you can, like you got, you got Kilua who's just all right. Let's just, just kill him. That's you got you got like that's just that's just what he would. But then you got Golan who's like, I can we can be friends. We can work this out. Like it's there's is, it's like a a yin and yang type thing. Like it, that's what it was. Like it, it was a it was just a good watch. Like and I'm actually um, I've been trying to like get into like manga. I just need to. I just need to be able to sit down and have a time again. That's all it is. Oh yeah, no, I'm definitely a huge manga reader now. Uh, just because, like, once you finish watching the anime, you're like, damn, I need more. Like, yeah. or like, and you know, it's it's stuff that they miss, just like in any book, like any book that turns into a show or a movie, like they they miss stuff. Absolutely. Um. So my number two, hopefully, it's not your number one, but my number two is One Piece. Oh no, you good. So One Piece, it's been going on for a very long time. Uh, it took me a very long time to actually get caught up with One Piece, but once I got caught up, I was like, okay, I can see why this anime is still going on to this day. Mm -hmm. It's, I think Luffy is probably one of the best anime protagonists of all times, even though of course he has that those basic shonen tropes where he's dumb, but he's strong. And I don't know, I, I just like that formula. Like, I just like my protagonist being dumb, but they're dumb. <laughs> so, he, right, I feel it. Um, and they got some big moments in One Piece, too. Uh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, uh, what is it? One Piece, I am, I think I'm, I'm not, I'm not that, far, I'm not too far into it. Just because, like, when I was ready to start watching it, I noticed how many episodes it were it was, and I was like, I never catch up. But then 
one of my friends, he was like, no, that's the reason you should watch it because you'll never catch up. It's something. So at that point, you always have something to watch. I'm like, that's a good way to look at it. But I don't know if I want to just. Bro, but, I'm telling you, if if there's one thing that I can recommend you watch that's worth the wait, it's One Piece. It is. Like, I'm not even going to, like, lie to you. Like, One Piece is one of those ones. It that That's the one. And it don't matter, like, where you pick it up. There's maybe, like, one arc that drags on a little too long, maybe two at the most. But it, it's a great, it's great, man. I'm going to so, pick one? it up from where I left off at, for real. No, yeah, pick it back up. Because right now, like, I think the episode that just came out, it keeps getting better. This is one of the best episodes that came out. And it, I, like, I'm not capping. Like, this episode that just uh, dropped is probably its best episode. All right, man. All right. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up. But, uh, so what, my number one? Um, my number one... Uh, has always and I don't know has all and will always be Death Note. Like that's my that is my number one favorite anime. Like I've always and I, I've I've stood on that since like my senior year in high school, junior senior year in high school. My first time watching it, like it was um, it was something. It was one of those animes that was that. It, there was no fighting like there was no fighting it was strictly like mental warfare like being like uh no fight but people was dying yeah you feel me like it was i and i, I like that like it was um it was different from what what everyone else was like whatever what you would want to do like what you would want to watch it was um it was exhilarating. Like it, it had like certain episodes. Like it, uh, it, 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 it ramped me up. Like I'm like, all right, let's. Like I think I finished Death Note like three or four times, within just like my sophomore to like the year after I graduated uh, high school. Like the only thing, the only thing I hated about Death Note is when they killed off L. Because L already had it figured and out. And that is honestly so, yeah. I um, Light should have died way earlier than he did. You think so? I feel like Light should have died the day that L died. Like, I felt like he was supposed to die that day. Hmm. Um, instead, of, instead of L dying that day. But um, I saw I saw a lot like uh, the way that light thought the way that light always he thought twelve steps ahead like he knew exactly what he was doing that's that's the one anime like I say I put like stuff in the act like in the action that is the one like I actually like I plan everything so meticulously like from. Like this, like today alone, I had a lot. I had a lot, a lot to do this morning just before we started doing this. I planned it all out yesterday. Like I had to, I got to So my car's been down. I got a rental car. I had to take the rental car back, drop my girl off somewhere. 
um, go to my parents' house, work on my car, get my laptop, go to my job. Like I did all of this and was still here before the time that we were supposed to uh we were supposed to be on because I planned it all out like and I, I I do that I try to do that all the time and it's it's just something I learned from that show like if you if you think if you plan it out ahead of time everything that you're doing not even just like oh one or two things literally everything you'll finish either on time or way before you need to because just you just gotta you just gotta be that meticulous way. yeah yeah it's 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 just it was just something that caught my attention like and it was and I've I've rewatched it so many times like at one point I don't, I probably can't do it now because I haven't seen it in so long but like at one point I could probably I could probably go word for word with it at I least believe. at least with Ryuk's words because <laughs> that was my I think that's my favorite character and Ryuk was a dope character in the show man um let me see so. Before I get my number one, I'm gonna get my honorable mentions. And so Jujutsu Kaisen is like one of like my favorite newer anime. Um, I read the manga and there's some good shit to come with that anime. If you haven't watched Jujutsu Kaisen, I highly recommend you watch it. It's one of those mm-hmm. ones that you're gonna love. It was also the same studio that makes uh, Attack on Titan is the same studio that does uh, that does Jujutsu Kaisen and the action is done, is done the right way. Um, Demon Slayer, like that show has such a big budget and I can understand why. I read through the entire manga. Like I said, there's some shit to come. I'm not gonna ruin it, but Demon Slayer's that shit. Mob Psycho, same studio that does One Punch Man. Um, Mob is, to me, he's a better, character than Saitama because Mob is still learning and trying to figure things out even though he's the most powerful esper out there and then right. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood all right it's not on, like it didn't make my list but I love Full, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood but my um, number one I uh, go ahead what was it um Full Metal Alchemist uh what was it so I watched Brotherhood first no, I watched I watched Full Metal Alchemist, like just Full Metal Alchemist before I watched Brotherhood. And as I watched like Brotherhood, it filled in every hole that I that was like missing from the original. Mm-hmm. And like uh so I want to say that was a that was actually a really good one. Um I actually, yeah, that was a and then what was the one before that just you said? Uh, is Mob Psycho? Mob Psycho, yes. Uh, Mob Psycho. Um, that was just, that was one I just randomly watched. I just, I saw it on Netflix, I think, one day. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if it's on Crunchyroll. And, I, <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was that, yeah, that was actually really good. Well, go ahead. What was your one? Oh, my number one. All right. And it's probably one that you might not have even watched, but Yu Yu Hakusho. Ah, I have. Yeah, Yusuke Urameshi, uh, man. That is my, that's my protagonist of all protagonists. And just, uh, the, the biggest reason why it's my number one is because of the nostalgia factor for it. So, right. because I grew up and like I would wake up at night randomly and Yu Yu Hakusho would be on and I would just watch that and I was like, this show was amazing and it, it made me want to branch off into other anime. Dragon Ball Z was it for me too, but 
as I got older and I start really watching more anime, Dragon Ball Z, to me, it felt not as good as a lot of these other ones out there. Yeah, like, um, I, I hate the argument of like, oh, who's stronger in the universes and yada, yada, yada. But like, Dragon Ball Z, I feel like was, was everybody's starter anime because it came on like, uh, what is it, uh, Toonami? Um, so like anything, but, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, I remember, I remember seeing that, uh, when it came on Toonami and I, uh, really, I never really like caught on to it until I started, uh, watching it. I want to say it was what, it's 2022. So like, I think it was like 2018 that I started watching it. And, um, I was like, all right, this is actually like, cause Growing up, it was, it was, it didn't seem as good as Dragon Ball Z to me. So that's what I was drawn to. Um, yeah, it makes sense because Dragon yeah. Ball Z was like was what all the kids were watching. You feel me? Like what uh, Dragon Ball Z, and then what was another one that came on? Uh, Inuyasha was another good one that came on. Uh, but like, I never really got into like anime for real, for real outside of Toonami until about, um, what? I want to say until streaming services for real started, like, because I didn't really have, I didn't really have like the access. Like I had a computer and shit, but like I never really looked into that. Like I never really looked into anime and stuff. But then once I started going over my friends' houses, they had like Netflix and Hulu and they'd be watching certain stuff. Uh, Give me one second. Well, yeah, so we're talking about Dragon Ball Z, and it was how it's overrated. Yep, that's what you're saying. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z yeah. is definitely overrated. Yeah, it is. At this at this point, we've um, we've gotten we've now that we see other things like we've seen more, like um, yeah, like I have more access to them and stuff like that. Like that you get. Uh, so like you can see that there's more than just like what they were showing us like we never really got a lot of the stuff that we get now on Toonami like they wasn't they we weren't getting stuff like Black Clover I, was Naruto on Toonami? I don't think it was on Toonami was and that to me that's an, like and I, I I know it's a hot take but Naruto is another one that was already yeah I give you that one Shippuden is good. I didn't like. Uh, Shippuden was good, but it was too much filler. Yeah. Um, at one point, it got to when I wanted to like. Once I got like, I was ready to watch it. One of my friends, he actually sent me uh, a list of all the filler episodes. Yeah. And it was. I'm like, yo, why am I even watching it? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like half half of the show is filler. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that that's growing up as an anime. Like once you get to a certain level, I think that you start to realize that those shows were overrated. Hey, but before we get out of here, uh, the last thing I want to do is I want to play a little bit of this or that, and it's the anime protagonist edition. All right. Okay. I'm just gonna say some names. We're not gonna talk. We're not talking about who's stronger. So I'm saying like if. 
if this is a person that you would want to like actually chill with and have in your universe and like if you ever had any uh any smoke with somebody that this is the person that you would want to have around all right we're not going by who's the strongest because we can do that all day long yeah that's that's a un, that's an unfair like it's a it's a it's an opinion-based argument you can't really can't really say you can't really win there absolutely <laughs> all right so the first two i got is luffy or asta <sighs> all right i gotta go luffy why you got why you going with luffy I'll go Luffy because, um, honestly, strictly because at one point, are we going both of them in their, like, I guess, in their prime, like, at this point? Or, like, yeah. all right. Then, yeah, still, I'm going Luffy. Because, like, even, like, let's say at the end of this, Luffy does become the uh, the Pirate King and shit like that. Like, I, I, get, I can see it happening, like. I, I can see Asta getting beat up by uh, what's his name? You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> like uh, you feel me? Like I just, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Luffy, man. So I'm gonna go with Asta. Like one main reason because Asta actually out there like getting big every single day because <sighs> he's working his ass out every day. So I know Asta will be that dude that I'll be able to hit the gym with. We can do ten thousand push ups together, and then. He can also, he's also real motivated. So he talking that shit to you in your ear. Like, yeah, Asa's definitely yeah, like that like friend this. that you want. <laughs> and he can that. swim. <laughs> I might need Asa. I, I might need. <laughs> All right, so the next two I got, Mob or Saitama? Oh, Saitama. One Punch Man. Yeah. Because, you go Saitama? Yeah, I'm going Saitama. Because, all right, first off, he's the one punch man. Second, um, he has a personality. Like, he's a person, too. Like, Mob, Mob is just, Mob different. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I can say about it. Like, um, so I'd be able to, you know, I'd be able to kick it, like, and then, when I'm kicking it with him, we just gonna randomly get into some shit because I'm with him. <laughs> like that's I feel like that. I, yeah, I, I I want him strictly for that reason, not even just like oh because I need help, just because I know like all right, bro, if I want to go do something or get into some shit, I'm going with him. <laughs> so I'm gonna shoot Mob some bail because well, Saitama he don't really care. He'll slap he'll slap somebody in a minute. Mob, of course, he don't want to fight people unless he absolutely has to, and he's not right. gonna use his powers. I can respect Mob a lot more, but I'm gonna go with Saitama also. But I'm gonna shoot Mob a little bit of bail because he's still a kid, you know? And I mm -hmm. I feel like it's already weird, like hanging out with a kid. He already hangs out with his uh with his master, Reagan. So I feel like it'd be weird having another adult around, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said, couldn't be, can't be two adults in you, bro. Let me see. So next we have, uh, Aaron or Light? Um, well, because I'm biased, I, I got to go Light. Bro, Light is plotting on your whole life right now. Exactly. Like, um, I'll, I'll go, I got to go Light because 
before I make a move, he who I'm going to go to. He going to plan it out for me. We going to figure it out. We going to know the outcome. So after that, we going to, so before I make any move, he going to, he, like I said, he going to plan it out. We going to know the outcome. If the outcome bad, we gonna not, we not going to do it. But if the outcome is something that we can possibly work with, we ain't even going to say that we can always work with possibly. <laughs> we might make that move still. But no, if we could definitely just not not work with it, we we're not gonna like because he'll because he'll be able to see, I wouldn't say foresee the future, but like he got this gut feeling thing. Like uh, I trust it. I'm gonna go like Aaron is Aaron is I don't never really got too deep into uh Attack on Titan. I watched I watched seasons, I watched like two or three seasons. Okay, so that makes a little bit more sense. And that's why you would choose Light over Aaron. So, and I'm biased. <laughs> Aaron, bro. I'm choosing Aaron because Aaron is loyal to his friends on his island. Like, literally, uh, at some point, you're probably going to catch up. I'm not going to spoil what goes on. But just know that Aaron is that friend that you want. And Aaron is, he's about the mission. Aaron going to get the job done. Light, he... Literally, he he would have killed you already for committing a crime back in the day. You'd already been dead, and it would have been a petty crime too. Like, oh, he done stole something from a store. <laughs> he said, <laughs> oh, no, he pulled that pin out with the quickness." Yeah. So, You're all right. Close. So, next I have Zoro or Sanji. A big Zoro. Zoro. You figure Zoro over the dude that don't hit the women? Gotta go Zoro. Why you going Zoro over Sanji? Uh all respect to Sanji, yes. But um Zoro is a uh Zoro is a spectacle in my friend group. Like um we've idolized Zoro. <laughs> um he, 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 he's that's a that's a biased opinion. Also, strictly, I'm choosing him strictly because I'm biased. Now I like Zoro for the same reason I like uh, I like Asta. First of all, he he gets busy and he's loyal to his people. Mm -hmm. uh, Sanji, I don't know how far you've gotten in the anime yet, but there's a part where Sanji literally turns his back on Luffy at one point, and Zoro would have never actually Zoro would have probably beat Sanji the fuck up. If he was there, to be honest, he would have been Sanji to fuck up. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm going. I'm rolling Zoro too. All right. So have you watched? Uh, what is it? Why can't I think of the name of that? Uh, My Hero. Yes. All right. So Midoriya or Gone. Now you have torn me because um that's like I can't even pick because like realistically so like they're like the same person. I see why you would say that. You feel me? Like they both they both are two very loyal, very loyal people, like. At the, at the, 
Midoriya will literally, you can tell, he will give every limb for his friends at any point, and so will Gon. Um, honestly, damn. Like, no, I like, I'm really. I, so I'm gonna tell you my answer straight up. I'm yeah, rolling gone. I'm going like, gone. That's, that's where I'm, that's where I'm leaning. But go, why, why, why go? So the reason I'm picking gone is for one main reason because Midoriya cries too much. Okay. Like, gone is literally, he about that smoke. And he just, he's naturally, well, he's just naturally gifted. And Midoriya, he, he had to get his talent from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And he's a crybaby. And he's a crybaby. <laughs> like, I ain't never seen nobody cry that damn much. Well, Yo, you see about him, a main character cry that much. I was about to say, for him to be the, the main character, one of, if not the strongest person in the show, yeah, you cry way too much, bro. You too, bro. you're too like you're too emotional. I read the manga, and uh, my hero's about to turn up too. So yeah, I highly recommend if like if you want to uh, read a manga, I checked that one out. My hero. Yeah. All right. So the next one I got from an anime that we call the rated. So Naruto or Sasuke. Um, I've always been a big Sasuke fan. Um, strictly because he's been like, uh, because he's that, he's that the silent, more standoffish, standoffish character. Um, and it's the natural, it's, he's also, he was also naturally gifted. Like, I, um, like his his power, like what like what he does is it just it comes to him. He has control over it, all of that. As to where Naruto is still a, a loose cannon sometimes, um, but Sasuke is also and uh, what is it a fucking God? What's his what's his clan? Um, the Uchiha. Yeah, he's a, he's in Uchiha and like he's a yeah, bro. I gotta go. I'm gonna go Sasuke, bro. Like, now that makes sense. <sighs> yeah, so I'm stand me, on it. I'm a roll Naruto, and the reason why is because Naruto never changed up. Like Naruto is one of those dudes. He always he just wanted to save his friend, and there's something to be respected about the fact that you know this he's willing to chase his friend to the end of the earth in order to make sure and bring him back to the village. Even though I know realistically, they should have killed Sasuke's ass. Like Sasuke should have got his ass killed. Even they could have tried, they wouldn't have killed him. Yeah, the only yeah, person yeah. that could have stood up to him was Naruto anyway. Mm-hmm. But they're like, he redeemed his friend. He brought him back to the village and then Sasuke went on his redemption tour shortly afterwards. But yeah, Naruto to me, he was that dude. He was what everybody wanted to be. And just watching him go from everybody laughing at him, not wanting to be around him. And then when he took down Pain, bro, like to me, that was the best moment in the entire show. Like after he took down Pain and the whole village just finally acknowledging him. All I was right. like, yeah, this is dope. Sasuke never really had none of those moments. He was just, he kind of cried because Naruto was getting stronger than him. So he left yeah. to get more power. <laughs> 
who was it? I saw this. It was this one meme. Uh, it was like Naruto like punched a hole in the wall or something like that, and it was like the moment Sasuke realized the show was called Naruto, not Sasuke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's the moment that made him leave the village. He was like, man, fuck this. <laughs> this dude, he's not even supposed to be stronger than me. <laughs> that's literally what caused it. <laughs> All right, so here's the last one. Uh, you said you watched Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. So Tanjiro or Ed Elric from my Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Oh, um... Tanjiro. Why you pick Tanjiro? All right, because um, Edward was willing to risk uh, a lot just to bring back, you know, just to do something that they both knew was wasn't right. Um, he knew he knew the outcome. He knew what he knew what they both had to give. And he still went through with it, him and his brother. So as to where Tanjiro is just, he's strictly like, he's, he's just trying to get his sister back. Like he just, he wanted to be normal again. Like it's, and, and he, he didn't doesn't do want underhanded to, to do it either. You said what? I said, he didn't do anything underhanded in order yeah. to. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it, yeah. So like, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna rock a Tanjiro. Cause Edward was, he was, he was, he was he was wilding for that. I agree with you on there, but I'm gonna roll with Edward because just Edward was smart. Edward was strong, and his alchemy. I mean, it may not have seemed he got beat up a couple times, but alchemy wise, nobody was messing with Ed at all. Like he was that dude. And uh, Full Metal Alchemist, that con- the concept of alchemy. You know, they have to like there has to be an equal like change like there has mm-hmm. you have to give up something equal to right yeah equal i thought that concept to get something that i thought that concept was dope in the show and i don't know just the way that he was able to use his alchemy to me i thought was dope so i'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with it mm. okay all right so just for the uh, closing remarks for the show right so do you have anything that you would want to tell the people um just to you know, put something out there, man. Um, shit. At this point in life, um, I got I got one motto at the moment. Um, the party always ends, but the grind never stops. I work. Every day, I want to say what, five, five to six days a week. And I love every second of it. Um, find you something that you, that you like doing and do it. Um, and after that, get your money and disappear <laughs> i can dig it like um this year i've i've been a, i've been a ghost like realistically i don't really, like i said i don't get on i don't get on social media no more so like this is the first time a lot of people are seeing my face outside of like 
me being on Snapchat. So like, yeah, man, disappear, get your money. Become that per become the person that you want to become. And then come back. I like it. All right. So my closing remarks are this simple. Okay. Good times last. Uh, good times don't last. Bad times don't last. The only thing that does last is your ability to deal with shit. All right. So just keep that in mind. And if you're going through a hard time right now, I always say that because if you're going through a hard time right now, just remember that that shit ain't going to last. All right. There will be better times to come. All right. And just be ready for them. But hey, this has been Dante and Cortez with the We're Not Experts podcast. And we out. Peace. All right.